1: Hey there! Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. That's what we decided to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hi. I'm a little grumpy pants. I know. Because we just spent the last hour trying to get our new microphone to work. I know. We couldn't get it. No. We couldn't, like, get it to work so that we were both recording. Yeah. Like, now we have two microphones. One for each of us. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I just, like, hate that because I'm, like, reading and following the instructions and doing it all, and then it doesn't work. I'm to throw it out the window. <laughs> we just got it. It's yeah. Not, it's new to us. A friend gifted it to us. Yeah. A podcasting friend. I know. So nice. Shout out to Kathy. I know. Uh, Gosh. I just feel like you're so lit on the side I'm so there. lit. The camera's too, it's too bright there. But you want turn it down for you? No, like okay that's better yeah okay so this is season two episode five yeah this one i thought i'd hate more but it was kind of funny i didn't i've seen clips of this episode on tiktok and i didn't oh. know it was this episode because that like wasn't in. oh the yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um okay so it's called says who oh wait i need to look at what time when it came out october 13th 1997 We're moving through 97. So does that mean we've done a whole year? Because we've already done a Halloween episode. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we've done one season and it started in September. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe August. Okay, so a woman asks Eric to investigate why her friend was moved into a retirement home. Lucy tries to get to the bottom of Shelby's eating disorder. Oh, yikes. So... I hate that it says a woman. Like, it was Mrs. Binks and Mittens. Yeah, like... Like, we've met these people. ...beloved members of the Seventh Heaven cast. Yeah. So, Mittens was the organ player who, Mm -hmm. you will recall, was playing terribly to get fired. Yeah, she didn't want to do it anymore, but she thought she'd go to hell if she quit. (laughs) So, she had to be bad so Eric would fire her. Yeah. So that There's happened. a lot to unpack there. Yeah, and then he and then he hired that con that was yes. in prison. And we don't know what happened to that guy. I guess he's still playing the organ, but Yeah, whatever happened to him. Uh, we haven't heard, but they were calling her Mittens because she played was playing like she had mittens on. Like that's so mean. I never even thought about that. That's awful. <laughs> right. Wow. And then Mrs. Bink, I guess it's Bink, not Binks. Mrs. Oh, I always say Binks. Oh. I wrote Bink a bunch of times. So anyways, we met her in the very first episode or second. Yeah. Um, Eric got her to pretend to be a smoker. Right. Who only has one lung. Yeah. On oxygen. To get um, Matt to stop smoking. But then we've seen her a few more times as well. She was in that episode when Mary got hit by the car with the grandpa. Yeah. So do we want (laughs) to. My first note, Eric can't make lunches. I wrote, Eric packing lunches, distracted, messy kitchen. (laughs) So do we want to talk about Eric and the ladies, Mrs. Hinkle and Mrs. Binks? Yeah. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, my God. Whoa. It's because we just spent an hour messing around. Goddamn Mike. I know. Do we want to talk quickly? I know Jess is going to hate this, but about our crazy day.
2: night, starting last night.
1: Last night we were almost sex trafficked. Or something. Or something. We were leaving the house to walk our dogs. So we had four big dogs. Four, yeah. Like the smallest is probably 40 pounds and the biggest is 80. Yeah. Like those are big dogs. Yeah. They they sound like Cujo 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. Well, three. Three. John's 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 perfect. 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 He just wants to say hi to everyone. Yeah. And this car, this SUV, like slow rolled past us mm-hmm. and it turned out from like, I was just like, I'm just like a very aware of like the cars coming by. Oh, I know. Because we live in a playground zone. Yeah. You <laughs> yell at everybody. I yell at everybody. I didn't know how stressful it was going to be to live in a playground zone. You're Mrs. Binks. Go 30. God damn it. Yeah. Anyhow. So it's dark so early here now, mm-hmm. like 430. It's lights out. Yeah. And so, yeah, this SUV like slow rolled past us. Just to the next house past us and pulled over. Yeah. And like a man got out of the passenger seat. Yeah. There was two men in the vehicle. Yeah. One man got out. The dogs lost it. Losing it. it, Like barking. like Maniacs. And he was holding this like little tiny white piece of paper that... To me, was the same size and shape of like a Jehovah's Witness name tag, and I thought that, that and I was like, "Oh God, like, yeah, you're at the wrong give place, us a Watchtower magazine, <laughs> yeah, a pamphlet, yeah, yeah." And he, so the dogs are barking, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe he's like pass, ask for directions," but I can't hear what he's saying. Not over Cujo, one, two, and three. So I give my protection, my the two dogs I'm walking to you, and yeah. I'm like. Just a minute. I'll come to you. Like, I'll, I'll walk to my de- abduction. Yeah, I don't know. Moments later, she would be dragged into the vehicle, never heard from again. Yeah. Had I just kept hanging on yeah. to Ren and Nixon. Anyways, he, he hollered at us. He kind of like motioned like, oh, it's okay or something. And then yeah. he was like. Exactly what a human trafficker would do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he said. We, I just wanted to know if you guys wanted to buy in to our wine raffle. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's how sex trafficking <laughs> trafficking rings work. Yeah. like I, They saw two white middle-aged women. Yep. And thought, you know what? They probably drink wine. Yeah, let's get them into our backseat. It's like instead of candy in a car for kids, it's <laughs> wine in an SUV for middle-aged white women. Yes, this is it. My child is asking me to delay her downtime. Yeah, I mean it's it's fall break. It's nine oh one. Yeah, girls got to text her friends. <laughs> oh, I got to remember turn it back on though. So then this morning we were driving your. Wait. But then when we came back from the walk, they circled the block and drove past us again and turned the other direction. Yeah. Anyways, they're case in the joint. Yeah. (laughs) So who knows what it was, but it was weird. It was was weird. It was so weird. Nobody asks that to people walking down the street. Yeah. So then this morning, we're driving your youngest to the bus stop. Yeah, and we carpooled because we both needed to take to go to your doctor's appointment. Yeah, I had an iron infusion. And I was working at my other location, which is right across the street from your work, and so it just made more sense. Carpool. Carpool. But what that we also needed to get to work early, so that meant we needed to get the youngest child to the bus. Right. for Seven, 7. A.m. Yeah. And he it's doesn't an early bus. It is. And he doesn't normally take the bus from our house. And so like He kept saying things like, well, I hope the bus driver knows I'm going to be there because, But like, did you hear me say last night, like, if that bus driver doesn't show up, I'm like, well, then we're going to drive Carling to work and drive you to school and I'm going to drive straight to Southland Transportation. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Just because you think a kid's not going to get on at a certain bus stop, you still have to go to the stop. Yeah, I think. You don't know. No, he's nine. He's 10. He doesn't know. I know, but it got me riled up. No, I know. what the bus driver was going to do. So then we turned left, crossing an intersection, and you made a comment that the car in front of us in the. Also in the left. Also in the left-hand turn lane, but like facing us. So they were going to go the opposite way. um, Their headlights were so bright. Yeah. Like I don't know if they had their high beams on, but it's definitely like a bit of an arcing hill. So we were kind of coming up, yeah, at each other. But I was just like, "Oh man!" So then we turn left, and here, here, like a crash, honk, crash. And yeah. I didn't tell you this. I looked in the rear when we were like, "Whoa, was that a crash?" I looked in the rearview mirror, and it was like, like smoke, like oh, because like, like radiator, like steam yeah. or whatever. Like nothing was on fire, but. Yeah. But then, so the person with maybe highlight beams on yeah. didn't see the car that was driving straight through the intersection yeah. and had the right of way. Because I bet you our lights were blinding them. Yeah. If we were coming up like that. But for legal purposes, no, they weren't. Well, it's not our fault. Like, yeah. you have, you need to, you need, if you can't see, you don't just go. That's what we're like closing your eyes and turning left. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta still wait. Yeah. And make sure the intersection's clear. Like, wait for me to complete my turn and then see that there's nobody there. Right. But you, they didn't do that. No. <laughs> so then there was an accident. So we were watching and everybody was like, okay. But there was a lot of the woman of the car that was at fault was like running around like so frantic. She I just wanted like, yeah. to tell her to calm down. <laughs> no, she wouldn't have appreciated She was that. running from one car to the other. She was like, it's my fault. It's my fault. And we were like, yeah. But yeah. Like, chill out. Yeah. Let's just. You're okay, just move your car out of the middle of the intersection. Yeah, she just stayed in the yeah. So and but then also I had told Wyatt to get out of the car like three times. Yeah. Because I'm like, go and wait by the bus stop so the bus doesn't just like do a blow by. Yeah, and we'll wait here to make sure that yeah. And then the bus pulled up and we're like, get out, get out, get (laughs) run, (laughs) run. He's like, Love you, bye. Like (laughs) running. Yeah, and then so now we're driving to work on. It's called Deerfoot Trail. It's like the main freeway, I guess you'd call it, through yeah. the city. And the speed limit is high. It's a hundred kilometers an hour. But like, every, is that like eighty miles an hour? Something like that. It's fast. Yeah, and everybody does more than way more than a hundred. And if you are yeah. in that left-hand lane and you're doing like a hundred and fifteen, you're being tailgated. Yeah. But at rush hour, it's just like bumper to bumper bumper to bumper. But you're doing like 80. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's just going so fast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we realize in the middle. So we're heading northbound and then there's the southbound lane on the other side of us. That's how a freeway works. And right in the middle, there was a man standing wearing like all black and sunglasses. And it's still dark at this point. Yeah. And like sir, I'm not sure how you made it to that side of the road, but like, you're going to be there for three hours before the traffic clears enough for you to get to the other side. Yeah. So he was like playing Frogger. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But the hardest level where there's no time. There's no possible way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were so, like the traffic was so tight. You're right. Like he would have been there till 10 a.m. when the rush hour cleared up. And I was so worried that either somebody was not going to see him And be surprised and like yank their car in one direction and like cause an accident or that he was going to try and cross and get hit by a car. So we called 911 and I always feel weird about doing it, but then I'm always I've never been mad that I've done it. Like, yeah, I feel weird about doing it too, but I've also never been mad about it. Although now that I'm saying that I called 911 once because you're looking at like, what'd you do? So I was in my old house in Bridalwood, And when I, like, the houses are kind of askew. So, like, you can see directly in between yeah. the two houses. So right across the street from us, but then, like, across the alley, there was these giant flames. And, like, I didn't know. I just, like, immediately called 911. Like, they weren't, they weren't like, going down. Yeah. And I waited a few minutes, and they were massively huge. So I called nine one one and like, I don't know, the flames went down, nothing happened. And so I then like went out and looked and like, I think the people had, so we're allowed to have fires in our backyards, like fire pits. And I think that they had just lit their fire and it was like, they had sliding glass doors that were like magnifying the flames from where we were. (laughs) But the very next day, um, a fire person in like a... Like not like a big big truck, but like the like, I don't know. Like in, an SUV. Like the SUV, the inspector guy or the yeah. whatever. He like slowly drove past our house, like looking at oh. it. Oh. And I think trying to see like what I could have seen. Right. Anyways. Funny. Yeah. Anyway, so we called nine one one and I guess a few other people had already called and they said they got our information and were like, Yeah, like help right. is on the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we like got up around the corner to buy where our works are. And the sunrise was so pretty. We stopped It did end on a nice. Selfie. We took a selfie. It was really nice. <laughs> Not on the freeway. We no. Were off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are yeah. in a designated pullout. Yeah. I'll post a picture on the stories. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Back to this episode. So, so Eric. A gets a call. Gets a call know. from Mrs. Binks. And she is. Very upset. And she's telling him that her best friend, Mrs. Hinkle, Mittens, has been basically abducted and brainwashed and forced to move into a seniors living facility. Yeah. Like a retirement home. Against her will. And like it wasn't a nursing home. Like. No, it's like a bougie retirement home. It had a full kitchen. Did you see over her shoulder? Yeah, I did. (laughs) And so. And she's like, and she's not phoning me back or taking my calls. And I know that that's not her. And Eric's like, okay, but she's like an adult. Like we can't just assume, but I'll go with you to the home and. He can solve everything. Yeah. You know, as a minister, I will solve this dilemma. Yeah. And. They they get there and there's a note on Mrs. Hinkle's file that says she wants no visitors. But they're like, okay, well, can you like leave her a, a note from us and they see what room number is written. Yeah. In. So they do both leave. Yes. But then Mrs. Binks is like riled up Yeah, and calls Eric and is like, I'm going over there. Yeah. So they go over there. Knock, knock, knock. Mrs. Hinkle answers the door. And she's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, unpacking and getting settled. It's so nice. And she very specifically says, I was just, I couldn't take care of the yard and the house is so big. I'd be so scared. Yeah. And I'm so vulnerable in my age. You know, I'm, I'm scared living there and I need, needed something else. Did you catch what Mrs. Hinkle told or what Mrs. Bink told Mrs. Hinkle to do? No. To solve that?
2: Get a big um, dog?
1: Get a big dog or a big boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or both. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mrs. Bink, what? Have you ever heard of the Uncanny Valley effect? No. Okay. So, <laughs> I wrote, Mrs. Hingle Mittens has that scary face. And then I put, what is that called? So, and I had to look it up. It's called the Un-Valley, Uncanny Valley Theory. And it's faces that don't perfectly resemble actual humans will provoke an uncanny feeling or a sense of perplexity, uneasiness, or even revulsion in viewers. Is this like a phobia it's it's just like uh much people's faces who aren't right aren't regular, yeah, like you need to look at like you're right though her face does have that, yes, like. By like Mrs. Hinkle we're talking about. Mrs. Hinkle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like something about them just doesn't sit right. Sit right. <laughs> and it's like a little unsettling. Yeah. Like I'm just showing you pictures. I'll post some like examples. But um, I've seen it on TikTok where people are doing the uncanny valley effect. And like it's spooky. There was a lady at the hospital today that I didn't tell you about that I've got that feeling from. Well, during your iron infusion, I was like leaving, and because there was like not really anywhere for me to sit with you, yeah. And there was a woman like that, and I was like, "Oh, her face <laughs> <Not> <laughs> terrible." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I don't know. I, I wrote like a sentence that doesn't make any sense, but so Mrs. Bink is still convinced that Mrs. Henkel's kids moved her against her will. Yeah. So. The house is up for sale. Beautiful house, by the way. Very nice. I like those front porch things. Yeah. Veranda. Veranda. That's a veranda for sure. And so, of course, Eric goes. Yeah, they're having an open house. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Don't worry, Mrs. Bing. I'm going to go to the open house, you know, and just like see if I can suss it out. So he goes, and they're just wrapping up. The realtor's inside. And lo and behold, Mrs. Hinkle's. Son and daughter are there. Kevin, and I didn't catch the daughter's name. I'm sure it's Karen. <laughs> it is. Um, but Kevin, it was in. I looked him up because he was very familiar. He is the neighbor in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Not the yeah. like skinny neighbor whose kids also get shrunk. He's like the nosy neighbor that can't figure out what's going on. Yeah, he almost reminds me of the character from Seinfeld. Oh yeah, Norm, uh, Newman. no i'm thinking of the main guy not seinfeld but kramer no george george costanza (laughs) that's who it reminds me oh yeah like he could be his cousin or something yeah i see what you're saying yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so they they introduce themselves and he's like eric's like oh i'm your mother's minister i've known her forever she's lived in this community forever um, and then they say, Yeah, well, you know, she's getting older and she hasn't been able to keep it like they're just saying verbatim what she said. What she said. And he raises his little red flag and says, That's weird that they would say the exact same script. Yeah. So then he calls Mrs. Bink mm-hmm. and he says, We're Something's going, o- we're going over there. So they go back, knock on the door, and basically confront her yeah. and say what what the heck, Mrs. Yeah. Mittens? What the heck, mittens? Um, and she. So she fi- so she finally breaks or cracks or whatever, and she admits and she says, "Well, my kids, I raised them wrong. I was a bad mother. Yeah, my kids are so needy, and the son has run up his credit cards, and he just again wants, again, and he just wants money from the house. Excuse me, and the daughter needs money to travel." Yeah, her and her husband want to travel before they get too old to enjoy it. So they need money. So they convinced the mom to sell the house by, like, convincing her that she couldn't take care of it. Yeah. That's awful. It's very awful. And so then they just, like, march her out of there. Like, Yeah, she's like, take me home. (laughs) And they march up to the open house. Like, I don't know. That's not I I'm no lawyer, but. Like I work for a retirement home, and like you sign a lease, but you can break it at any time with no, because you're old. Yeah, because like, like, I guess to like break it and move back home, they're not. No, gonna, I like... mean the but the realtor. Oh, the realtor. Okay, You've like yeah. signed a listing agreement, yeah, and I guess yeah, you yeah. could get out of it, but you're in she the middle of an open house. Yeah, and yeah, she I shows up, and Eric takes that yard sign down. <laughs> he like rips it out. And then the son and daughter like fight and bicker the whole way to their car. Yeah. Told you. Told you. So no money for them. My kids better not be like that. I swear (laughs) to God. I'll be pissed. (laughs) So. Okay. Do we want to talk about Shelby or Simon? Oh, boy. Let's talk about Shelby. Okay. So Mary and Lucy are at school. And Matt. They're all sitting at a table together. Oh, yeah. And like, that wouldn't happen. No. Well, good Christian kids. I guess. But like grade 12, 11, and 9. Like, first of all, just siblings. Yeah. Like, I have my own group. Yeah. I barely saw my brother. Yeah. But they're all sitting around this picnic bench together. Very B-roll pan of the outdoor cafeteria. Oh. That's like such a american thing it is and i was wrong about the song that was playing i thought it was this christian rock group that i saw in concert oh lord but it wasn't so it was the song all for you by sister hazel which plays like they're like a one-hit wonder and it gets played with that song with that song with all for you (laughs) finally figured out Okay. It's hard to say what but I to see, say so what I see you. Beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one. Very nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Okay, so then they kind of disperse, but they look over. Sorry, before they disperse, they look over, and this poor little girl is Shelby, and she shoves all this food in her mouth. She's eating her lunch. Packs it up and heads off towards the building. And they're like, "Well, we know what she's going to do." The people sitting with like Mary and Lucy, and one girl's like, "Yeah, she's bulimic. Like, I can't believe she throws up her lunch every day after she eats." And they like make a joke about being skinny. And then Mary, I liked Mary in this. Yeah, she's really been like an advocate for the underdog. Yeah. So she says, Well, like, Lucy, you're skinny. Yeah. Like, you're not throwing up your food. Yeah. And Lucy's like, Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So then Lucy's like, I'm going to invite her over for dinner and like suss it out. Yeah. Like, who are you, Eric Jr.? Like, Eric <laughs> Jr. And like, foreshadowing yeah. to the, you know, later years, we won't get into it, but it's she's Eric Jr. She's Eric Jr. Not in that she no, no. molested young children. <laughs> no (laughs) that's different she's the character yeah Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so (laughs) she is like hey shelby did you understand algebra because i sure didn't do you want to do homework and have dinner with my family and she's like yeah sure that sounds great and so it's settled and mary's like pissed about it yeah and was it meatloaf again i feel like it was i mean they're on a budget yeah, a minister's true. budget all that all that money saving tips for yeah. grocery shopping oh right and yeah so they're even mashed potatoes. yeah so shelby comes over well, and she comes to get a snack and she tells mary she's like i asked her if she wanted a snack and she said yes and then the mu um annie walks in and is like what are you talking about and i'm glad mary was like Was like, this is you. You tell her, like, I'm not into this. Mary Mary was like, I don't agree with this. You shouldn't have done this. And so Lucy admits, like, what, like, she says to Annie. Like, I think that Shelby's bulimic and that's why I invited her over. And Annie is, like, pissed about it. But then Lucy's like, okay, but, like, can you help her? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as you do. So So they're sitting around the big table eating Meet their dinner. dinner she's just shoving her shoving face her face simon offers her half of his dinner roll yeah. she says no and then later he's like oh i'm glad i was just being polite <laughs> but she's like pounding food back which we'll tell you about why in a second but like that part of the storyline could have been left out it could just be the other reason that she was going to the bathroom like yes that's like it doesn't say that she, i guess I guess it wasn't implied in the beginning that she was, like, eating, like, crazy and then going and throwing up. Yeah. It just, yeah. Anyways. So Annie, so she gets up to walk away. And, of course, Annie confronts her upstairs because there's only one bathroom upstairs. And And Annie's like, oh, I just, you hurried away from the table. I wanted to make sure you were okay. And she, like, slyly pulls out a toothbrush because she has braces. And she's like, oh, I just had to brush my teeth. You know because of my braces and she's like Oh okay and then Shelby's Like you wanted to know if I was throwing up Didn't you (laughs) (laughs) Like way to just turn it Awkward yeah she's like well kids Talk I know what yeah And it's better than them knowing what the real Reason is yeah and Annie's Like well what's the real reason And she's like I'm hungry And she doesn't have enough food And so her mom she said her mom's Welfare got cut off and she's poor Yeah So, like, I feel like I don't understand why that storyline was part of it. Like, it could just be that she was going to the bathroom to brush her teeth because she has braces. But then they, like, threw in that she was eating so But then how would they bring up the church pantry and the Meals on Wheels? (laughs) Yeah, I know. They needed some sort of, like, segue. Yeah, pull on the heartstrings. They needed somebody for Lucy to, like, save. Yeah. Yeah. So Annie says, Well, I'm gonna get you guys set up on the meals on wheels at church. And she's like, Oh, I don't want anyone to know. And she's like, No one's gonna know. Yeah. And she's like, Not even your daughters, and she's like, Nope, not even them. And, and so then what does Annie tell the Yeah, couple? they like rush into the kitchen and they're like, So? So what'd she say? What'd and she's she say? like, Oh, nothing. Like she's she's fine. She's not bulimic. Hard stop. Yeah. And you're just gonna tell them you're she's not bulimic. Yeah. But, like, also, she has braces. That's not a secret. Yeah, you could have just said, like, idiots. She has braces. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) So it's kind of like a random. All three of these stories are so random. (laughs) Yeah, they are. So this one, I don't know. It's so. Oh, first of all, I wrote. Okay, we'll get into this. So the whole episode opens up. Eric is reading the newspaper while packing lunches in a very weaponized, incompetent way. Yeah, he's like distracted. So it's like he can't read the newspaper and pack lunches, but maybe Annie could. Right. And so he's like he put a salt shaker in with somebody's lunch, not thinking he half wrapped a sandwich. And then when the kids are all sitting around the lunch table at the school later on, like we talked about, like they, Matt opens up his lunch and like pulls out the salt shaker or whatever. And he's like, oh, dad must've made lunches. And they all laugh. Like the weaponized incompetence is through the roof. Yeah. And I hate it. It's awful. Um. Also, the shirt that Matt wears through this whole episode is like a terry cloth shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like. I bet you it's made of hemp. That was such oh, a thing yeah. back then. It was just like this like orange looked like terry cloth i don't even know what terry cloth is but like this like soft material yeah i think it was hemp Ugh. people were in hemp shirts back then maybe. yeah i had a hemp necklace So, um, Eric is reading the newspaper and Simon comes into the kitchen to grab his lunch and Eric's like holding up the newspaper and he's reading one side of it, but then the other side is exposed. And it, the article is heaven's is about heaven's gate about the cult where people died. Yeah. And is si- that the one where they were all wearing like white Nikes and I think so. They were all going to get on a spaceship and they had like those purple diamonds draped over them or oh, maybe something. And Simon says, I don't understand how people could actually believe somebody to, like, somebody enough to, like, to like die and think that they're going to join aliens. Yeah. It and was like 37 people killed themselves. Yeah. And he's appalled. By it. Yeah. And so Eric tries to say, like, well, you know, like, there are some people who, you know, are, really want you to believe something and so they talk about it all the time and they're really charismatic and simon's like oh so it's kind of like church yeah and then eric says the church doesn't isolate people from themselves yeah Mm -hmm. eric yeah yeah um rich coming from you i learned a new term though subtle insistence yes i like that what's your hair doing i don't know it's because during my iron infusion that my head's back against a pillow yeah And so we won't use this video, but, um, yeah. So he's, so he says, no, it's not like church, but you know, why don't we do a little social experiment and I bet you're so charismatic. You could convince your old, what? Nixie. She's just limping so bad. Oh, um, (laughs) and he's like, I bet you could convince your older siblings that you're shrinking And, you know, we'll bring Rufy in on it because it's not kind to, you know, do that to your younger sibling. And then Simon's like, of course, I'm not a monster. (laughs) I know. So extra. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was extra before extra was a thing. For sure. And so Eric's like trying to convince him to do this thing. And Simon's like, like a cult leader. And Eric's like, exactly. (laughs) Like you're going to teach him how to be a cult leader? yeah it was like a weird it was weird so Simon's gonna use subtle insistence yeah um by bringing so basically that just means he's gonna bring it up into like casual conversation and slowly try to convince the other three siblings that he is shrinking yes and so he sort of like brings it up like he walks up to Matt and like puts his hand up to his chest and says oh I feel like yesterday I was taller than that maybe I'm shrinking yeah um Yeah, and he says, he does a few different things. He, like, stuffs the phone book under the couch cushion. And so the way he's sitting, he can't reach the floor. So when Matt comes into the room, he's like, yeah, I feel like I could have really touched the floor yesterday. And Matt's like, like, notices it, but doesn't really acknowledge it. he's like, well, just shove your butt forward. Yeah. And then when Simon and Ruthie get up and leave later, we see that Matt goes and, like, looks under the couch cushions, but they've already removed the... Yeah. And so Simon's like, wow, it's working. We're fooling him. And he's, he's trying a few things with the girls like Mary and Lucy, but Mary's he does not buying it. No. And he decides let's just work with one at a time. And Ruthie, every time he brings it up, she's like, man, you should really see a doctor about that. And so then all of a sudden the tables turn. Yeah. So Ruthie and Simon are talking about it in their bedroom. And Annie comes in and asks, like, what are you two up to? Like, you've been in here with the doors closed, quiet, talking. And so they confess to Annie what they're doing, but Matt overhears them outside the door. Oh, right. So then Matt decides, okay, well, now I'm going to convince Simon he's drinking. Yeah. Like, go all in. Yeah. So Matt turns the tables on them and he, like, he's, like. He goes extreme like he he lifts all of the posters in Simon's room Simon's room a little bit. Yeah. And then he like lifts the bar in the closet. So all of his clothes are a little bit higher. Yeah, so we can't quite reach out. And then he said something like he let the hem down in his pants. Yeah. To make them longer. His favorite pants because remember they were all squished. But like okay that's a. I know. Okay. And (laughs) so Matt. Matt is like, you know what, Simon? You're right. I think you are shrinking. And now Simon's having this, like, I don't know, existential <laughs> crisis because he realizes, holy smokes, I am shrinking. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, he's realizing, like, there's things going on that he didn't rig. Yeah. That are indicating that he is shrinking. Yes. So he loses it, <laughs> basically. He just, like, disassociates, lays on his bed. And this is a bit like that. Documentary we're in the middle of watching or just finished the one where the guy like indoctrinated those students with that that university yeah what was that called Mm, not the two flames one no it had to do with the cult of I don't know well yeah we'll look it up but anyways it was very similar to that like yeah (laughs) and so Annie finds out and Eric or no, um, Matt comes in and she's like, Matt, you need to tell your brother that he is not shrinking. And Simon's like, good try. Like, I know that I'm shrinking. I'm turning into nothing. And Annie says, you will take your brother to the doctor right now. If you hurry, you can still see Dr. (laughs) Sue ever. And she said, um, and you're paying for it. Yeah. Which is so funny to me. I'm always caught off guard because I'm like, what do you mean? You're paying for it. Yeah, like I think she said our insurance isn't going to cover this kind of visit. Yeah. You'll be paying for it out of pocket. So it sounds like they have like health insurance. Yeah. But But, only for like legit things. Yeah. So Matt takes him and Matt's like, no, no, I'm so scared of the doctor. Remember? Yeah. And she's like, you need to go anyway. So they go to the doctor and turns out not only is he not shrinking, but he's grown like an inch since last year and his chest is bigger because he's working out. And all is well.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it, kind of it's a weird episode. Like everything did fit together in a way, but like also it's like they're getting better at weaving the storylines through the entire episode while still having distinct storylines going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I don't know, and it's getting better. But it's also still all over the place a little bit, like that whole Mrs. Hingle and Mrs. episode, Like that could have just been. It's because they needed Eric to save the day. He does it in every episode, and he's got to save the day, like in the community. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been the same if, like, he was because he's already helped two of Lucy's friends, right? So he can't now also help Shelby. Skinny Shelby. Skinny Shelby. Hungry Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like. Yeah, I wonder what the motivation behind some of these storylines are. I agree. I so, just, n- what? I just feel like the, the synopsis that I was reading, I don't know. Oh, maybe. maybe um, this way. I should say, because we didn't mention it at the top, but if you like this podcast and you think Lindsay and I are okay, <laughs> half decent, <laughs> acceptable, we launched both a patreon and a supercast so they're both subscription services it just they come with different kind of setups yep. whatever um you're into. whatever you're into we don't kink shame over on the supercast or patreon but you can look up a lesbian recap on either of those platforms and for a super small monthly subscription you get access to some bonus material so we've got 3 episodes up a ton planned, and we're doing some deep dives into the actors who play all of these main characters. Yep. Yeah. we've done Matt and Mary so far. Okay, well, you just gave it away, but I was and the creator Brenda Hampton. Oh yeah, and Brenda. Hampton. But somebody as a kid was a pyromaniac. Mm-hmm. Somebody was in a lot of musicals. Cut their hair when they shouldn't have. Yeah, somebody. Has like a really weird prenup. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't, it's weird, but like, do you? You do you. I just feel like there's some trust issues there. Yeah. Okay. So let's hit us up with episode six. Yeah. Breaking up is hard to do. Uh-oh. The Camden house feels like heartbreak hotel when Wilson and Mary split up and Matt gets a dear John letter from Heather. Yikes. I know. It's... We're going to have to really be tender with our hearts watching this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel, so, like, was Andrew Keegan only in this for, like, three episodes? Or does he come back? I don't, I thought he came back, but I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe she takes him back. Yeah. All right. Anyway, friends, thanks for listening. Yeah follow us along on Instagram and TikTok because we post clips of the show, clips of our interviews, although not tonight because whatever's happening behind my head here. And that that's what we do. Okay. okay bye.
0: bye.
1: Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at Seventh Heaven a Lesbian Recap.